Oh my gosh, I can't believe 2023 is almost over. The holiday season is in full swing, and I am so excited to spend the next month celebrating with friends and family. With all the parties and get-togethers, I know it will be 2024 before we know it. But before we say goodbye to 2023, I have a few things that I want you to check off your to-do list. In today's episode, we are going to give you a financial checklist of eight tasks that I want you to consider completing by December 31st to tidy up your finances. And don't worry, all of these tasks take 30 minutes or less so you can get back to enjoying the holidays. So if you're ready to set yourself up for financial success in 2024, well then let's get into the eight tasks on the end of the year financial checklist. You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? If you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button. Okay, so let's get into the eight tasks on my end of the year financial checklist. And these aren't meant to be in order. You can pick one of these each day, knock them out. Like I said, 30 minutes or less. You should be able to complete this in, I don't know, a little over a week if you just put some time and attention into it. Number one is to review your 2023 retirement contributions. And of course, max these accounts out if you can and you have the funds to do so. In 2023, you can invest up to $22,500 into your 401k or a similar employer and sponsored retirement plan and $6,500 into your IRA. Technically, you have until tax day or April 15th next year to make a 2023 contribution into your IRA, but I prefer to max out my, my IRA before the end of the year so that I can turn my attention to 2024 whenever the calendar turns. Plus, honestly, the sooner you get that money into the account, the sooner it will start paying dividends. Honestly, metaphorically and literally. If you get a holiday or end of the year bonus, this could be a great use of funds. Also, while you're in those accounts, it's a great time to update your contributions for next year. As a reminder, 401k contributions are increasing to $23,000, that's up $500, and IRAs are increasing their contribution max to $7,000, which is also up $500 we can now invest an additional $1,000 into these two retirement accounts. Number two is to review your asset allocations for your investments. And sorry for the fancy words. Honestly, it's not really that fancy. An asset allocation is simply the percentage of each asset, such as stocks, bonds, real estate, and cash, as compared to your total portfolio. The end of the year is a great time to review your investments to ensure they are performing as expected and still aligned with your strategy. The market performance may have caused your asset allocation to stray from your desired targets, and you may need to rebalance. For example, I use a simple three-fund portfolio with a mix of U.S. stock, international stock, and a combo of cash and bonds. My preferred split is 50-40-10, meaning 50% U.S., 40% international, and 10% that mix of cash and bonds. At the end of the year, I'll add my numbers up, and if I find that my bonds now make up 15% of my portfolio, I will sell some of my bonds and reinvest into U.S. and international stock to, quote, quote, 
rebalance to my desired percentages. If my weights aren't too far off, I'll honestly just use the first few months of 2024 to naturally rebalance. So I won't buy any new bonds. I'll just be buying stocks so that it naturally gets back to that 50, 40, 10 split that I desire. Oh, and one bonus task, while we're on the topic of reviewing your accounts, it's good to check the beneficiaries for each of those accounts and update them as needed. Number three is to review your debts and create your 2024 debt payoff strategy. Your end is a good time to review your loans. This could be student loans, home, auto, credit card debt. Make a note of the loan amount, the remaining balance, the rates, and any notable terms. Review the progress that you made paying down your debts and lay out your plan for 2024. Can you repeat what you did in 2023? Do you want to up the ante and try to pay off even more? Although it probably isn't a good time to refinance any loans, you may be able to take advantage of a 0% credit card balance transfer to avoid paying additional interest and expedite your debt payoff strategy. Just remember to prioritize high interest debt first after paying the minimums on the rest. This is what mathematically makes the most sense, but psychologically, if you need to take a different strategy, go for it. Personal finance is personal. Paying off debt could be another great use of your end-of-the-year bonus and help start off the new year strong. One other credit card task that I like to do at the end of the year is to redeem my cash rewards. This is a nice little bonus to myself and helps offset the cost of Christmas gifts. Number four on the end-of-the-year financial checklist is to conduct a year-end tax review. I know, I know we are still a couple of months away from tax season officially kicking off, but it is always a good idea to get a head start on preparation. If you've had a significant life change this year, such as getting married or having a child, this may impact your tax withholding status, and you may need to make adjustments to your withholdings for 2024. Your HR team should be able to easily help you with that. Also, based on your actual income this year and your anticipated income next year, you might be able to make a couple of end-of-the-year tax-efficient transactions like deferring or accelerating bonuses, mortgage payments, charitable gifts, or other transactions that could affect your taxes. And if you're really looking to optimize, the next two tasks on this checklist are more advanced strategies that you can take advantage of. Number five is to offset investment gains with losses. This concept is called tax lost harvesting. And honestly, this topic could be an entire podcast in itself, but the idea is simple. Selling your investments that have lost value to offset taxes on sales that have gained value. So let me give you an example. If I bought a stock two years ago for $10,000, but due to market conditions, I had to sell the same stock for $8,000 today, that transaction would generate a $2,000 loss. That $2,000 loss can now be used to offset other gains in my taxable brokerage account. I personally prefer a buy and hold strategy for the most part, but whenever I can take advantage of a tax benefit like this, I do. I'm all in favor of this as long as you turn around and reinvest that cash into a different investment right away. This could also be a solid way to both rebalance your portfolio and get tax benefits at the same time. 
If you find that you have an investment in your portfolio that can be sold for a loss, I would encourage you to do a little bit more research on tax loss harvesting. There are a few rules that you want to know, such as caps on how much you can actually sell for a loss. And if you reinvest into another asset that is like kind, meaning I sell my S&P 500 fund and then I invest into another similar S&P 500 fund, this will generate what's called a wash sale and I won't be able to apply that loss. But all the nuance aside, don't let that scare you. Go out there and take advantage of this tax benefit. In similar vein, another great strategy is number six, which is to consider converting money to a Roth IRA. Having a good mix of money in a traditional and Roth account can be very beneficial. This gives you flexibility and control with your taxes whenever you are withdrawing your money later on in life. One way to boost your Roth or what we like to call tax-free funds is to convert some of that money in a traditional account to a Roth IRA. This is what is known as a Roth conversion. Doing so triggers a taxable event because you hadn't paid taxes yet on those funds that are in your traditional accounts, like a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA. And now converting that money to a Roth, you're going to have to now pay those taxes. But if you're in a lower than usual tax bracket this year, this could be a really great time to take advantage of your situation and convert some of your money. If you took a sabbatical this year or had an extended period of time off of work, you are a prime candidate for a Roth conversion. As an example, if I usually make $100,000 a year, but I decided to take off half of the year and therefore only made $50,000, I might choose to convert $20,000 and take advantage of that lower than usual effective tax rate before I rejoin the workforce next year. You'll have to crunch the numbers to see if a Roth conversion makes sense for you this year, but if it does, make sure to trigger that conversion before the end of the year. All right, we're nearing the end of the checklist. Next up is number seven, which is fine tune your budget for 2024. <laughs> there is nothing more satisfying than reviewing your budget at the end of the year and comparing those expected numbers that you calculated at the beginning of the year versus the actual, how you actually spent money. Okay, Maybe it's just me, although I know there are probably a couple of money, money nerds out there that are listening to the show and also find a lot of joy in this. Still, the end of the year is an easy demarcation point to review your spending and savings and decide what you need to readjust for 2024. Maybe you realize you are spending more on groceries and you need to adjust your monthly allocation. Or that new electric car that you bought this year is significantly reducing your gas payments and you can turn down that allowance. It's great to get your budget set for 2024 before January officially kicks off. I also like to use my budget review to identify a couple of areas where I could cut some cost. I'll call service providers like my internet, my insurance, and my gym to see if they have any additional discounts that they can apply or upcoming deals that I can take advantage of. All right, we have made it to the end. Number eight is to get a free copy of your credit report. I know credit isn't sexy, but have you checked your credit report lately? If your answer is no, request a report to make sure everything looks how it should look. This is especially important if you are planning on buying a house or a new car in 2024 
as your credit score has a major impact on the loan that you're given. This process is actually really easy. You can get a free credit report at annualcreditreport.com. After you receive your report, review it and make sure there is no funny business like a loan that isn't yours. If everything looks okay, file it away so that you can compare and track your improvement over time. If you want to improve your score, maybe you are making one of those significant purchases in 2024, one important factor of your credit is called credit utilization. The credit utilization ratio is a simple formula expressed as a percentage. It represents the amount of revolving credit you are using divided by the total credit available to you. So if your credit card bill is $1,000 and your credit card limit is $4,000, your credit utilization ratio would be 25%. For the sake of your credit score, the lower the percentage, the better. A simple way to improve the ratio is to request a credit limit increase. Most credit card companies make this a really easy process by logging into your account, completing a form, and they usually let you know within 72 hours if your request has been approved or not. I really enjoyed putting this year-end financial checklist together for you. I'm working through this list myself right now. I know that completing this list is going to set you up for success in 2024 and leave you feeling empowered and in control of your money. All of these tasks are designed to take 30 minutes or less, so if you can set aside three to four hours between now and the end of the year, you should be in a really good spot. So good that you can start thinking about your financial goals for 2024, which may be a topic for an upcoming episode. Of course, if you need support, reach out to me on LinkedIn or contact us at tsirpodcast.com. And until the next episode, love y'all. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. If you want to leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website and those messages go straight into my inbox and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together.